tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the GoCast podcast. Uh, Chris Rizzi does this. I don't remember what episode we're on right now. I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, Chris is not here right now. Chris has been out sick all week, and we just couldn't find time to record. That said, DeFi has been on it, as always, and so we didn't want to leave you without a PvP corner this week. And we might have a special guest on said PvP corner. But anyways, I'm Kyle, and uh, we're going to jump into the news real quick. Hey, what's up? It's the news. Now, I I lied to you a little bit there. I'm not really going to cover all the news because that'd be really boring to hear me talk for like 45 minutes without any banter with Chris. And I don't want to do that to anybody, especially not myself. But we will be back in full force next week. Talk about all of the exciting news that's still going to be relevant, such as the GoFest 2022 finale and the details about the World Championship event. We'll also have some stuff to talk about for... Our Galarian Zigzagoon Day, we set some goals that I'm going to share with everybody right now. Chris wanted to do 30 Shinies, 1 million Stardust, 3 million Experience, and 300 Excellent Throws. Chris is always the overachiever, so I can be the underachiever. And I wanted to do 1 million Experience, 800,000 Stardust, and 20 Shinies. You'll find out the details about those next week. Now, it wouldn't be an episode of the GoCast podcast without a PvP corner. So without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to DeFi and a special guest. Hi, I'm Fish on Ahita. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that doesn't make alt accounts to trade for a great league Sneasler. And I don't think you're fish on a heater. Tell, who are you really? No, I'm, I'm fish on a heater. <laughs> that is a fantastic accent. <laughs> but don't tell fish because I make fun of him so hard when he does an American accent. <laughs> I'm uh, No, I am not fish on a heater. I'm his uh, partner from the Commonwealth, Tribird3, uh, here filling in. Uh, thanks so much for having me, D5. And Tribert, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, while Fish is off traveling, I believe he's on the Gold Coast. Very, very good stuff and very excited to have you here. Are you ready to talk about some Go Battle League? I can't wait. So let's get started. So we just finished the Great League, Open Great League, and the Element Cup. I have been experiencing a roller coaster of going up to 2,500 and then back down to 2,300 just constantly. A 1-4, a 4-1, a 1-4. Currently sitting at 2,300, hoping to recover in the next couple weeks. Tribird, how about you? Uh, How has... Uh, Great League or Element Cup. I avoided Element Cup. I don't know about you. But how has Go Battle League been for you this last week? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I also have skipped the Element Cup. And I'm not a hater of the 500 CB Cups. Actually, I enjoy them quite a bit. But um, when the Little Cup remix was through, I was playing that one exclusively. So I was probably a little bit tired of the 
Ducklet versus Chinchu matchup, playing that one out uh, a few few too many times. So uh, I played Great League. Similar to you, I've been kind of bouncing around between 2700s and down to 2500s sometimes, uh, not making the steady progress I'm hoping for, but hey, there's tons of time left in this season. And uh, yeah, we'll see if we can keep climbing. Speaking of the rest of the season where we can climb, hopefully you and I will see some gains in the Summer Cup. It is being paired against the Open Ultra League. So this week in the Summer Cup, the Great League Cup, it is only normal fire, water, grass, electric, and bug type Pokemon permitted, which really turns it into what the Open Great League is typically, but you're taking out Pokemon like Galarian Stunfisk. You're taking out Pokemon like Registeel. Uh, you're taking out a lot of your like Metacham, some of your common fighters. So, PV Poke, top 10 species at the top, Pachirisu, which is very difficult to obtain. Uh, you have to XL a level 50. Followed up by Lickitung, another XL Pokemon. Mm. Then we get into Vigoroth, Trevenant, Zapdos. Both the regular and the shadow are very good here. Then we have Diggersby and Tropius. Tropius seeing a little love. Uh, Obama Snow, both the regular and Shadow, make some plays. Shadow Magnezone specifically, and then Blaziken. Tribird, what stands out to you looking at the top 10 on PV Poke for Summer Cup? Uh, well, the first thing I'm seeing is Pachirisu at the top and wishing I lived an hour farther to the north. <laughs> I live one hour's drive too far south to uh, to catch the Pachirisu spawns, but they do spawn at my parents' house. So that's always a nice bonus for me going home to visit. I have my Lickitung ready. Finally, that's uh, number two on the PV Poke rankings. Uh, I just finished walking my Lickitung. I named it Proclaimer because I thought I was going to have to walk it 500 miles, but what was wrong? It wasn't that bad. It was just 500 kilometers. <laughs> so that took a while. Uh, but to be honest, I think when, I, when I'm looking at the available Pokemon for this one, it's actually Vigoroth that really stands out to me as what I think is going to be the key Pokemon in this entire cup. In particular, the Vigoroth on a switch, when you remove so many of the fighters, um, it just has very, very safe matchups. And there's so many uh, times you're going to be able to swap into it, get that one uh, counter advantage on a Vigoroth and flip the uh, matchup and take back switch advantage if you want it. I think it's going to be so key for teams to have a way to deal with that Vigoroth switch, whether that's a ghost like Trevenant or Alolan Marowak, or maybe a flyer like the Zapdos you mentioned, Tropius, Jumpluff with the community day move, Pelipper, Mantine, Noctowl, uh, a lot of different options. But I do think every team you build probably has to have a way to deal with a Vigoroth on the switch. For sure. Vigoroth ha is really known and has been known for a long time as one of the best safe swaps in the game, pretty much whenever it is allowed in a meta. So definitely something to keep your eye on. And Vigoroth was actually used in a tournament that I got to shoutcast, the We Won't Stop stream uh, Battle for Row. That was a Summer Cup tournament. So we got to kind of preview that cup, the participants of it, and everyone who watched. House Stark won that tournament and used a Vigoroth. Also on House Stark's team, he had a seven-round sweep. Vigoroth, Alolan Marowak, Tapu Fini, Tropius, Stunfisk, the regular Unovan version, and Walrein. So a seven-round sweep. So those Pokemon can be used in different combinations to make really good lines of three. It is a little different, wouldn't you agree, Tribird, having a game where it's more Sylph-style, show six, pick three, versus open go battle league. But I 
Do you think there's still some things we can learn from these teams? Oh, definitely. I, I think you're seeing a lot of the picks there that are very strong. Walrain one that, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's good at Open Great League and it's going to be good here. Um, one pick I really like on that uh, list is actually Tapu Fini uh, with that fairy subtyping is going to be able to resist the counters from Vigoroth and just has, once again, pretty safe matchups uh, against uh, a lot of its uh, common, uh, or a lot of what we'll see, I think, in this uh, in this cup. Did you get yourself a Tapu Fini under 1500? I did. I actually used it um, at NAIC, the North American International Championships that took place in Columbus, Ohio. I was on stream with it, which was very, very cool. Uh, I won one battle and it was very much on the back of Tapu Fini. And now that you're saying that, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good time. It was a good time, yes. Some other battlers in the We Won't Stop stream, the Summer Cup preview that did really well. Sofitof won... Ran Ninetales, Pelipper, Lickitung, Swampert, as well as Tropius and Vigoroth, same as House Stark. So a couple newer picks there. Won 17 out of her 21 battles. And then also Arrow uh, also ran Vigoroth, a Shadow Ninetales this time. Trevenant, Tropius, but the two different ones that he ran to great success were Pidgeot and Raichu. Again, he ran six, won 16 out of his 21 battles, so also did very well. Anything out of that tribird that you're seeing that stands out? Yeah, that Pidgeot is, uh, is very interesting, uh, for sure. Uh, the ability to uh, kind of bait and switch with either the Brave Bird or the Feather Dance. Uh, but Raichu, that's, uh, that's quite interesting. Do you know it, it wasn't a charm, Raichu, I imagine? No, I believe it was Volt Switch. Uh, Volt Switch doing overall really well in the meta. I am surprised about the Pidgeot with so many electric types out there. Uh, just in the top 10, you've got Pachirisu, you've got Zapdos, uh, Magnezone. So lots of electric out there. So pretty brave running a Pidgeot, but it worked really well for him. And I will say uh, for players out there, even though Pachirisu is the uh, the top of this list, you're not likely to see too many of them just because it is a regional spawn. And on top of that, it does need to be level 50. So I think there's very few players that actually have one ready. Um, but yeah, you do have to certainly watch out for the uh, the other electric types out there. So very much looking forward to Summer Cup. But if we look one week further down the calendar, from August 17th to August 24th, we have the Open Great League back again, as well as the Fighting Cup. Now, the Fighting Cup is a very interesting concept. It's a Great League Cup. Only Fighting-type Pokemon are permitted. And Psychic-type Pokemon are banned. So no Metacham. It is an extremely limited meta there are only 50 total pokemon that are allowed and out of those maybe you'll see 15 different ones the entire fighting cup and some of these pokemon have big accessibility issues uh tribert i know you and i both are excited about this but excited to talk about this but tribert you go ahead tell me about some of these accessibility issues for the fighting yeah yeah, the fighting cup it's going to be a very interesting one when you think of your traditional fighters that are often used uh, your monotype fighters you've got stuff like machamp uh surfetched primeape it's all very glassy pokemon that hit very hard with counter and usually have a fast hard-hitting charge move something like uh, cross chop from machamp uh, leaf blade from surfetched um, so that's kind of where we're starting from. That's what fighters are in uh, in Great League. Um, so if you're trying to, to win in this fighting cup, 
you're going to be looking to add a second typing that's going to give you some sort of advantage over these traditional fighters. So psychics are banned. So we can just uh, get those out of there. And that's good, I think. Otherwise, you'd see probably a Gallade on every single team. Um, there are no fairies. There's no fighting fairy combination in uh, in Pokemon. So you don't have to worry about that. There's no fighting ghosts in uh, Pokemon Go. There is one fighting flyer. And that's Galarian Zapdos. So if you have one, congratulations to you. Uh, the luck is, uh, has been with you, uh, particularly if it's under 1500 and you're able to use it. That, that combination of fighting with flying so that you'll be able to resist the counters coming in from, uh, from most other Pokemon you'll see in this is pretty strong. It perhaps doesn't sim quite as well as you'd think with that subtyping. Um, it just doesn't have the fastest charge moves. But those are your, your types that have both uh, super effective da uh, damage potential against uh, another fighter and also resist those counters that the vast majority of Pokemon that are fighters uh, will be using to do uh, fast move damage. So you start thinking about other types. You've got Fighting Poison. And this is a good one because Fighting Poison, there is a Pokemon there that most players will have uh, access to, and that's Toxicroak. Uh, Toxicroak, because of that poison subtyping, will be able to resist the counters, uh, get to Mud Bombs fairly quickly, Sludge Bombs to uh, to take out your opponent. So that's good. That's a, that's a Pokemon that has some sort of advantage in this cup and people will have access to. You've now got an other, other Fighting Poison types. Hisuian Sneasel. It's, uh, it was just an egg, so it's uh, a little bit less uh, likely that people have uh, have found a good one or certainly built one. Um, but that Hisuian Sneasel, uh, egg exclusive, but it does have access to Aerial Ace along with Poison Jab, which does charge fairly quickly. Aerial Ace, not a good move by itself, but it does super effective damage to absolutely everything in this cup. Um, so it is, uh, it is pretty good, but the problem is even stronger than Hisuian Sneasel is its Evolve form. And that's Sneasler. So Sneasler has an advantage over Hisui and Sneasel in that it has actually access to Shadow Claw instead of that Poison Jab. So that's very, very quick charging. But here's the problem. The only way anyone out there has a, a Sneasler is an egg was hatched by an account that was probably between level 15 to 18 and then traded over to another account. Um, that's right, This the Hisuian Sneasels that people have been hatching from eggs, any account over level 18 has been hatching them at such a high level that when you evolve it, it's actually going to be over 1,500. Um, so there's very few of them out there. We did actually see a few of them in the, uh, in the Hisui Cup. And I, we don't want to say that everyone out there uh, has made a second account specifically to do that, but uh, some of them probably have. But I think the bigger issue is just players, vast majority of players aren't going to have uh, access to uh, to that particular Pokemon. And it's very, very strong in this cup. I believe it's the second highest rated in uh, in all of the fighting cup. Now there's another subtyping you can add to fighting that lets it resist counter, and that is bug. DeFi, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, fighting bugs we might see in this cup? Yeah, one that is a little bit more accessible might be Heracross. Heracross was in raids. Uh, it's also a regional that's fairly common. It's been out for a long time. So you're, you might see some Heracross. Heracross is pretty good. Uh, it's going to beat uh, quite a few things in the meta. I think it's rank 14 uh, and has Megahorn that hits really, really hard counter, and then it'll resist uh, that fighting type damage. But the big fighting bug. The one that everyone's, uh, you know, buzzing about is Buzzswole. And Buzzswole is only available right now to people who went to Seattle Go Fest. So I have one, but 
very few people, if you look at the global population, do. And we don't even know if this is going to be available at Great League levels to people outside of Seattle GoFest. Buswell will be released globally as part of the GoFest finale event on August 27th, that's Saturday. But one, that's not until after the Fighting Cup's already done. And two, we don't have confirmation, at least not today, um, as of August 10th, that it will definitely be at research IVs or if it'll just be in raids. And then, so that's the bug fighting. Anything else on bug fighting, Tribird? No, I didn't have anything else there. We got to move back into a different fighting subtyping, one that is very, very new to go. Fighting Dragon. Tell me a little bit about Hakamoo and Komoo. Not Jangmo, Komoo. <laughs> yeah, very, very interesting. Um, because the Pokemon that resist counter will be so prevalent in this cup, uh, the fighting poisons, the fighting bugs, actually the top rated Pokemon in the whole cup doesn't even hit with counter. It's Hakamoo, which uses the fast move Dragon Tail uh, to do a lot of its damage. Now, Hakamoo is the middle evolution. Komoo is the uh, is the highest or the third evolution in this family line. Um, usually in open leagues, Komoo is actually the better pick. And it actually is a little bit less bulky than that mid- middle evolution Hakamoo in the Great League. But it has access to close combat as a second charge move. And that's very, very strong. But in this cup, because everything is so glassy and it's going to be so fast, fast move pressure, 35 ener- energy charge moves, that Hakamoo, which has Dragon Claw as its other charge move, uh, is going to be probably just hitting everything with that. And that little extra bulk that it has over Komoo makes it the top rated in this cup. So do you have a Hakamoo? Do you have a Komoo? A lot of players probably might not still at this point. Um, I can say if, if candy's your thing, this is actually one one place where you could probably get away with running a Hakamoo without even having a second charge move on it. Because it, you're, the second charge move you would likely run is Brick Break. And to be honest, I think you're probably going to be just throwing Dragon Claw at absolutely everything because there are no Fighting Fairies, as we mentioned. And Fighting Steel is probably not a type you're going to see in this one. Lucario is out there. Um, but with Steel taking super effective damage from counters, you're very unlikely to see them. So it's uh, it's interesting that in this Fighting Cup, it's actually Dragon Damage that looks like it might be on top. Yeah, I'm looking myself. I currently have only caught five Jangmoo, so I don't even have the candy to power up a Hakamoo. I would need to use rare candy to do it. Uh, I just barely have one evolved, and I think I used rare candy to evolve it. So it is, it's that's going to be the state of a lot of players, I think. And that's right. You save you save candy by maybe not even needing a second move if you want to use a Hakamoo, but you're going to lose candy because I think you probably need it around level 38 to level 40 uh, for to get it up to 1500 if you're trying to get optimal IV, IV spread. Although, do you, who's even getting optimal IV spread on something that's been so rare? I think you're probably just building what you've caught in that one. I, I might just power up my lucky one, yeah, even though it does definitely does not have PvP IVs. Totally. There's a couple other sleepers in this cup that I did want to talk about. Uh, one that is getting a, a little bit of buzz uh, going into it is actually Throw with the fast move Zen Headbutt. Now, Zen Headbutt is an absolutely terrible move in Pokemon Go. It has the same energy generation as Charm, so as slow as you can get, but it only does half the damage. But... In a cup like Fighting Cup, where it's going to hit every single Pokemon for super effective damage, and some of those Pokemon for double super effective damage, I'm thinking of your Toxicroaks and your Hisuian Sneasels, it actually looks like it might be viable. It has a very fast charge move in, uh, in Body Slam, 
which doesn't have stab, doesn't hit super hard, but it's very fast. And when everything is as glassy as we expect it to be uh, in this particular cup, it actually does look like it has some pretty good uh, wins. Do you have your a throw ready to go? I do not. I'm looking. I probably just figured at one point because I have plenty of throw candy. I've caught plenty of them. It's the regional here in the U.S. Uh, on this side of the world. But I probably thought about it. I'm like, ah, throw will never be viable. I don't need to keep any. I have a couple shinies that I kept. There you go. But and so that's something. So another Pokemon I wanted to highlight was Combuskin. Combuskin being the middle evolution of the Blaziken line. Uh, once again, it's being highlighted here for having access to a fast move that normally doesn't really have any relevance, and that's Peck, a flying type fast move. And then once again, it's it's not good uh, in a vacuum. It's not as bad as Zen Headbutt, but it's not a good move. But once again, in a cup where absolutely everything is going to be weak to flying damage, it has some wins and uh, might be something interesting to try. I don't know when you're ever, ever get a chance to uh, try it otherwise. So uh, I'm definitely have a, a throw ready to go. I'm excited to try that out in this cup. And even though, as we said, there's some accessibility issues here, right? There's a uh, Buzzwool, there's uh, Hakamo O, there's uh, the Sneasler, uh, there's the Galarian Zapdos, all Pokemon that eventually I think players will hopefully get access to. Um, and it's a little bit too bad that this cup uh, isn't coming around after more players have had the ability to catch some of these Pokemon that look so powerful in this meta. But then again, it's only around for a week. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be very, very fast battles and I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I think it'll be really interesting. I'll definitely play at least a few sets in the Fighting Cup. Uh, and I agree. It's only a week. It's just unfortunate that more players don't have that buzzwool. And you definitely notice when you don't have the top three Pokemon in the meta being Hakamoo, Sneasler, and Buswell. That's going to be noticeable to a player when there's only 50 Pokemon in the meta total. <laughs> it's noticeable when you can't get the top three. I'm certainly going to be cursing at my phone every time I see a Sneasler up against me. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. And then one last quick peek. The last week of the season, August 24th to September 1st, we see all open leagues, open great, open ultra, and open master. We don't have any information yet. This is only August 10th as we're recording, but hopefully we'll get more information about season 12 soon. But just mentioned open ultra league and chill drive genesect is coming to raids uh triber tell me a little bit about chill drive genesect is that is genesect really worth looking at chill drive genesect so i certainly think a lot of master league players out there are probably looking ahead uh, to zacian on the horizon and who can blame them that's a fantastic pokemon in master league uh but i don't think we should overlook chill drive genesect uh it seems to have play in both ultra league and Master League. And that viability is coming specifically because of its exclusive move, Technoblast. Now there's five types of Technoblast. DeFi, do you know what all five of them are? All right, let me think. Well, there's the run-of-the-mill normal Technoblast. One. So then there's Fire Technoblast. Uh -huh. I believe that's called Burn. Yep. Then we have Shock, which is the electric-type Technoblast. You got it. And then Water... Technoblast, which is kind of douse, douse, douse. drive, I think. Okay. And then the one we're getting now makes the fifth one, Chill Drive, uh, which is Ice Type. You got it. You got it. And Technoblast is one of the best moves in the game, regardless of what the type is. Um, it has the uh, the same energy cost as if we're talking about the Chill Drive uh, Technoblast. It costs the same energy as Ice Beam 
which isn't in itself a usable move, but does an entire third more damage. So you're basically getting the damage of something like Earthquake, but the cost of something like an Ice Beam or a Psychic at only 55 energy. So it's just a fantastic move. There's no downside to it. It doesn't debuff uh, the user at all. Um, so just a great, great move. And because of that, it actually looks like in both Ultra League and Master League that Genesect, it will have some play. Previously, the best of these Techno Drives uh, or Techno Blasts out there has been the Douse Drive is the, the one that has been simming the best. But in both Ultra League and Master League, it is this uh, Chill Drive, uh, the Chill Techno Blast that looks like it's going to be the new leader. In Ultra League, you know, the previous ranking uh, was about 44 for Douse Drive. That's up to 35 with the Chill Drive. And it's something to note there is actually your best IV spread for Ultra League. Because this is a mythical Pokemon, it can't be traded. Your best IV spread is something like a 10-12-12. So just something to keep an eye on before you start transferring uh, some of these Genesect over to the Professor. That actually some of these random IV spreads that start with a 10 or 11 or even a 12 might actually uh, end up pretty close to 2,500. It might be one that someday you might want to use. Uh, and then in Master League, it, it's uh, with Chill Drive, it's rank 13, which is a big improvement over the Douse Drive, which is uh, kind of down at rank 33. So that's a that's a big difference. Uh, it should be noted, these drives can't be changed even with an Elite TM. So you're going to have to catch it with the drive that you want to end up using. And in both leagues, Ultra League and Master League, this is a very glassy Pokemon. The playstyle is uh, involving, It's you're going to have to quickly build up to your Techno Blast, and then maybe fake out your opponent by throwing the 35 damage energy X-Scissor to try to take your shields to eventually land one of these uh, these big um, Techno Blasts on them and, and take the win. It's not a play style that uh, it's for everyone, but it can be a lot of fun. Well, you were mentioning earlier uh, about Zashin and Zamazenta. I don't know how many Genesect raids I plan on doing uh, for the next couple weeks, I'm saving my Pokecoins because I love Zacian and Zamazenta. They are coming back on August 18th. Zacian is actually really good in Master League. Uh, I like it a lot. Snarl, Close Combat, and Wild Charge is its typical moveset, but we also have Play Rough in there and Iron Head uh, making a wide variety of actually very viable charge moves. And it does a great job of beating Pokemon, very popular Pokemon like Lugia, Yvatel, Excadrill. Uh, and even though it doesn't beat Dialga in the ones, if you give it an energy advantage, if you land a close combat, uh, you can definitely have a pretty solid matchup against Dialga. Yeah, it became Zacian just became such a star, particularly in the factions format, um, where Master League players that had one built uh, were were bringing it all the time. And that's because of those different charge moves that you mentioned. In factions, you're able to uh, TM to the moveset that uh, looks best against your opponent's six. And so having those four different charge moves that all had some utility and some matchups and being able to choose between those, uh, depending on what looks best against your opponent's six, was just so powerful. Um, so players that uh, were forward thinkers and had uh, already done the raids for them the first time it came around uh, certainly paid off for them. All right, we are going to skip our self-check-in. We don't have any news about Continentals today, but we will be keeping you updated as we get more information. What we do have a bunch of information for is Play Pokemon World Championship. I am so excited to talk about this. It's going to run from August 18th to 21st in London, England. And it is invite only, uh, which is very different to for Pokemon Go for the regionals and internationals tournaments uh, where anybody for Pokemon Go could go. This is on invite only. 
It's going to feature not just Pokemon Go. It's going to feature Pokemon Go for the first time. Uh, We'll see the TCG as well, the trading card game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, also known as the VGC, a Pokemon Unite, and also I believe this is the last year for the Pokémon Tournament DX. Players will be fighting for World Championship titles as well as cash prizes, which is really cool. Ghost Stadium compiled a very nice tweet of all of the invitees. Um, Tribird, let's take a look at Masters. Uh, Obviously, I'm familiar with everybody from the North America region. We have the power couple of Pokemon Go, King IV and Cindy. Cindy's name is greenish backwards. Uh, But lots of other great competitors like Iomero, Dilap, Rise to Occasion, Dunebug, It's Axon, Andrew Manjarez, Zygomatic, and Kaiser. Uh, Which of those names sticks out to you the most out of the uh, North America region? Well, I played in the same regional that Cindy won in Vancouver and was just so impressed with how well she played. And on top of that, she did it with a Pokemon that was unique, uh, that Ember Shadow Kanto Ninetales, which was not something that most people were bringing or using at that time. So I'm always so, so impressed when a player is not able to have, not only able to have success, but able to have success with kind of a unique Pokemon like that. But I got to say my favorite for it, Dilap Churn. He's my faction's teammate, my uh, fellow Albertan. And so, hey, I got to be cheering for my friend Eddie. That's fair. I am definitely cheering especially hard for Rise to Occasion. My fellow Wisconsinite, Rise, is a great person and hopefully will do very well. Also very excited for Cindy uh, because it's really nice to see that female representation on the world stage. So those are my two that I'm really, really rooting for. Absolutely. We can take a look at the rest of the world invites. A couple names that stick out to me, uh, taking a look at the South American region, we have Marto. We also have Emilio, as well as Horov BK that stand out to me. And taking a look at Europe, I also see some names. Eris, who won the um, EUIC, the European International Championships. Also, Dancing Rob and Lurgan Rocket. Lurgan Rocket is definitely a friend of the show. Someone else I'm going to be rooting for. Do you see any other names taking a look across the across the world, across the globe? Any other names stick out to you, Tribe? Yeah, definitely a few. Uh, Statistan, uh, one of the best battlers out of the UK. He's always on the very high top of the self-leaderboards. Uh, Roger Chen, 40. He's the best player out of Taiwan. A great player, uh, for sure. Um, out of Japan, Crescent Angel is uh, is a name I know and uh, active. Uh, I know they're active on Twitter, and uh, they're a, a heck of a battler. And uh, last one I want to shout shout out a player from South Korea, Dior Bucket Hat. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I don't know anything about the uh, the skills of Dior Bucket Hat, but I like bucket hats. Um, it's summer. I need that three hundred sixty degree sun protection. Very, very good stuff. I don't think you mentioned in the Australian kind of New Zealand region. We also have um, Fine Panic, Rob Drogo, um, and Avrip, and Rick Flareon. Rick Flareon, also a great username. I, I'm definitely in favor of checking out really good usernames uh, that people have created. But those are just the ones that stick out to us as names that we recognize, and we are very excited to cheer everybody. But This is the master's division. We also have the seniors division for battlers that are 18 and under. And I keep forgetting, Tribird, that some of these battles, because some of these battlers are so good. When you see them all over the leaderboards, you forget that they're they're minors. They're under 18. Yeah, the senior division, so exciting. That's for players who are 18 and under. 
Um, so there's a few names people uh, people know out there. I don't think they've had a chance to uh, to show their skills off too often on uh, on stream on the regional qualifying tournaments. So I'm very excited. I hope we get a chance to see some of these uh, next generation of Pokemon battlers uh, compete uh, for Worlds. Yeah, a couple that I recognize. Hot Pocket um, is definitely very well known uh, in the streaming community. Um, Wadaj is constantly at the top of the GBL leaderboards. We did get to see Bird Power 13 at the Milwaukee Regionals uh, play up on the main stage. She was part of kind of, I think, the top three overall because the senior division uh, didn't have the attendance necessary. So she played right along with the master's division against all of the people over 18 and absolutely kicked everyone's butts. And I really, really appreciate Bird Power and will be rooting for her as well. I hope that the senior division gets a little bit of stream time or some interviews. Uh, at the very least, I'm very excited to hear how the seniors division goes. Yeah, let's give these, uh, let's give the youth some shine. Well, those aren't the only spots. We mentioned that this is invite early, but there's one more chance for people who want to pay a ticket and go to London. There is a last chance qualifier stream. It is going to be on Thursday, August 18th. And the top two from masters and seniors will qualify for the tournament that starts on Friday, August 19th. And I, Tribert, I really hope they stream it. That is something that I would love, love to see on stream. Yeah, that would be cool. so cool to see. I know that uh, certainly I've seen some names that are planning on traveling for this last chance qualifier tournament to London. It's also so cool that it takes place the Thursday before the regular tournament starts on Friday. So, hey, even if you don't make it, at least you're around London, you can spectate the rest of the tournament. So that'll be uh, that'll be good for those players that uh, even aren't able to make it. But yeah, it's uh, it would be so exciting to see that streamed, uh, even though I think there's a bit of a time difference for a, a lot of us here in North America to London. It is um, a lot of the days. So if we take a look at the schedule, um, you can see it too at worlds.pokemon.com. Uh, if we take a look on Thursday, the last chance qualifier uh, starts around 9.30, 10 a.m. London time. And that that's on Thursday. And on Friday and Saturday, both Pokemon Go starts at 9 a.m. in London. And you're going to have to do the time conversion for your own specific time zone. For me here in Central Time in the United States, that's going to be 3 o'clock in the morning. And I've been debating, Tribert. I don't know if it's better to stay awake the whole time and then watch the stream or try to go to bed and then set an early alarm. I think going to bed and setting the alarm is the way to go, but it's going to be, it's going to be real early. It's an early morning or a late night. That's for sure. I will definitely be watching though. I'm really excited to go uh, support. I can't be in London myself. So I want to do everything I can to support those players there and watching the official stream on Twitch is one way to do that. One other thing to note, we are supposed to get some kind of GBL event during Worlds. Uh, as of recording, we don't have the information for that yet, but I'm guessing there's going to be some kind of Go Battle Weekend or Go Battle Day style event where you get more GBL sets, you get bonuses, some, maybe some special Pokemon will be featured. But as of today recording, it hasn't been announced quite yet. Sounds like a great weekend. Watch a battle, do a battle, watch a battle, do a battle. I'm in. Me too. And with that, Tribird, 
I think that's just about a show. We can go ahead and do our shameless plugs. Uh, I'll, I can quickly go first. I would like everybody out there, mark your calendars. Friday, August 26th, it's the day before the big GoFest finale event. I'm going to do a big event on my Twitch channel as kind of an end of summer and 1,000 follower celebration. As of recording, I'm only at 989, but I'm confident that I'll get there. I'm confident. I believe in you. 100%. You'll make it. If you're listening right now and you haven't followed, get you just go follow her right now. So it's it's all under that more DeFi-y. But Tribert, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you have going on the, that you'd like to tell the GoCast listeners about? Uh, no, thanks so much for having me. You can find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's Tribird3, three, three written out, T-H-R-E-E. Or you can find me on Discord in either the GoCast Discord server or on Pallet Town, Fish's uh, Discord server. Yeah, reach out, any questions, anything at all. But yeah, thanks so much for having me, DeFi. And Chris, Kyle, sorry for the long podcast guest appearance. (laughs) Perfect. All right, everybody. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish, for myself, heck, even for Tribird, you can always direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi-E to take you to other projects and ways that you can contact Fish and myself. And with that, Fish and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much, DeFi and Tribird, for another wonderful PvP Corner segment. I hope everybody learned a little bit of something extra. I know I always do. Now, I'm not going to do any emails or voicemails this week. We're going to have plenty to cover next week, though. But... If you want to leave us an email, you can do so at mail at gocastpodcast.com and leave a voicemail at 262-586-7717. And if you want to visit us on any socials, we are at gocastpodcast on Twitter. As Chris says, it's our only social media. Don't, Don't listen about anything else. It's the only one we exist on. Or if you want to support us financially... We're on patreon.com slash gocastpodcast. But if monetary support isn't in the cards or just not your thing, we would love it if you'd leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Spotify even has stars now, but you can't write in there. And lastly, I want to do a shout out to our elite trainers. Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, and Steven. So thank you very much for listening. Shiny vibes all. Until next week. Bye.